Hey everybody, welcome back to the Grand McGovern Podcast. Now there are only 12 days left until Christmas, and that means more terrible Christmas music and sappy holiday movies than any person should be made to endure. In an effort to combat this rampant attitude of festive good cheer, for the next 12 days we will be giving you some alternatives to the traditional 12 days of Christmas with some movie choices of our own. Joining me tonight, Morgan Rodner. Hello. And I'm David Brown, and we'll start with number 12. Have any of you heard of the army of the 12 monkeys? All right, guys, number 12 on our 12 Days of Christmas alternative movie list is Terry Gilliam's 1995 hit, 12 Monkeys. I mean, let's face it. I mean, we're, we're going back to Charles Dickens' uh, Christmas Carol with the ghost of Christmas past coming after you, except this time it's in the form of 12 monkeys, and instead of it being a ghost, it's actually you. Yes, exactly. You are your own ghost of Christmas past, <laughs> and essentially ghost of Christmas future. Right. And I guess present as well? It's time travel. It's all It's all it's, relative. It's, <laughs> it's, it's all Terry Gilliam, which means it almost makes sense. I'm and, still trying to wrap my brain around Brazil. Well, don't don't get too crazy. This one is, uh, as far as Terry Gilliam movies go, it is a little more straightforward. It's which is not weird. It's not quite as strange, but it's still super strange. It's super strange, but I, that is a weird thing to say, that this is Terry Gilliam's most accessible movie. Yes, it's his most succinct movie. <laughs> uh, it stars the great uh, Bruce Willis. In a... In a Sort of a role that's really rather different for him, at least maybe at that point, and certainly at this point in his career, because he was sort of, at that point already, the action star, the right. the you know machismo kind of guy. And this one, he's a little more uh, emotionally wrecked and a little more worried yeah, about everything. I would almost say, uh, and go with me if you will on this one, that uh, Looper is a nice, almost uh, spiritual successor to uh, Twelve Monkeys, only because you know Bruce Willis being in it, dealing with time travel, uh, and they use similar tools uh, in their time travel. Uh... Definitely. I, I would be very surprised to hear that Ryan Johnson didn't have 12 monkeys in his head when he was making that movie. I mean, how Especially you... with, with Willis walking around. Right. And, uh, you know, definitely not a family movie. Uh, this Ooh. is, uh, I think it's a hard R. Uh, lots of cursing, lots of violence, lots of very uncomfortable, torture-esque sequences, uh, getting stuck in what we believe is the future. Um, yeah, the... the... <laughs> Well, the movie sort of opens in this, like, it's it's not, it's, you'd call it dystopia, I suppose, but it's not even really a society. It's essentially, like, post-apocalyptic yeah, everything's governors on, on people, throwing people out into the, right. the thing to find supplies, and, like, there are lions out there. Right. Well, and they, they always have the, the weird sequences wherever he's in his, like, cell or wherever they're holding him to get him ready. There's always the dude next door whispering things to him. And trying to make sure that his memory is square and that he remembers everything correctly. And yeah, it's he's really, screwing with the past and how to fix it. It's really psycho psychologically, this movie is quite distressing. Certainly to Bruce Willis's character, who and that's why I, I was I was kind of mentioning that it's sort of different for him because he's really on edge the whole time. And it's also a, a quite a bizarre role for Brad Pitt. Oh right. Yeah, he plays a mental it, patient, essentially. Yeah, but we see a couple of different iterations of him, or rather we see him throughout a couple of different decades Yes, uh, in the film. So we see him start off as a mental patient, and then we slowly realize that Bruce Willis swayed this guy into becoming like an ego terrorist. 
and now he's being essentially sent to the future to try to stop him. Yeah, stop the thing that he started, he started. that he stopped, that he started. Right. Um, which I mean, and Twelve Monkeys, uh, they have more than just the uh, movie now. They have the TV show. Yeah, that was the thing. Do you want to talk about something that had a little more life, you know, life to it than than I would have originally guessed? No, no sequel to this movie. You know, back in '95, it's it's pretty old at this point. But right. now, within the last year or so, it's it's suddenly got new life breathed into it with a TV series. Yeah, and I think it got two seasons. I don't know if it's still going right now. I'd have to check that. But Twelve Monkeys, yeah, it definitely set off its own uh, kind of universe building uh, motif. Yeah, I mean, it certainly had that that sort of ability to do that because it did present you with a sort of an interesting world that you could play around with, especially with the time travel angle that they were able to give you. But, you know, just going back to the film again, uh, most the, the really the most accessible character in in the movie is Madeline Stowe's character because uh-huh. she's sort of the the one person that you can trust as a regular human being. Like we got Bruce Willis, who's all crazy, traveling back in time, and he's got all sorts of an agenda that he's got to worry about. Then you've got Brad Pitt, who's essentially crazy, right? And then you just got Madeline Stowe, who's supposed to, I suppose, represent the audience, represent the one person you know, everyone Straight that's watching. Man. Yeah. yeah. Is that a weed whacker connected to an airplane being oh pulled God. by a go-kart? <laughs> <laughs> but we definitely go through a lot with her character. And that's, I think, one of the more uh, – uh, one of the other reasons why this movie is actually – it's not it's not like a feel-good kind of movie at all. And it's, it's you know, it's one of the darker time travel films I think that's out there. Yeah. there's uh, And if you're coming into this uh, – thinking that you're going to get a happy ending, uh, think again. This movie does not end at all uh, how you expect it to end, and you can't really even call the ending until right before the event. Yeah, and, and it's, it's hard to even say, though, this movie's got a twist, like a, an M. Night Shyamalan right. film, but it's not even, it doesn't even, it's not even really like that. It's sort of like, oh, you're, you put pieces together right. five well, minutes before. They, it's like, they, oh, oh, right. no. They bookend the film, and they definitely do the thing where they open with the ending and then work their way backwards or up to the actual ending. It's time travel. It's all relevant. It's all irrelevant. It yeah. doesn't matter. Um, it's all over the place. But, uh, yeah, 12 Monkeys. Kick it off uh, Christmas the right way with day 12 of our 12 Days of Christmas with 12 Monkeys. All right, guys, thanks for listening, and tune in tomorrow for the Grand MacGuffin Podcast, 12 Days of Christmas, pick number 11. <laughs>